The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger, all still entirely ad-free. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one-shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dumb Dumbs and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today. Welcome back, initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. Having discovered that mayoral candidate Tallahassee Jackson is involved with the Inheritors, the mystery punchers went after him. Red fended off the advances of Andy the Dandy, Adrian managed to retain his sanity despite looking into a mirror, and Richter was arrested for killing the mobsters that attacked his shop. 
So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. You've punched many mysteries in your time, but luckily you've managed to always evade the law. Uh, both when you were uh, little rascals running around uh, causing trouble in town and as uh, slightly older rascals running around <laughs> causing bigger, more illegal problems in town. Um, the cops have always been something, Red, that I think has very much been on your mind ever since um, you and Adrian escaped the, uh, the orphanage and kind of went on the run. First in a they're going to take us and put us in a foster home kind of way, then later in a oh shit, like, Adrian would probably do fine in jail, but you also feel like he would probably just be really scared and confused yeah. without you there to help him. Like, he can handle himself, but it's it's more the... Just the idea of him having to kind of navigate prison is oh, not yeah. great for you. You feel like you'd be fine. Uh, you'd probably end up running the place, but, like, <laughs> if there's... True. There's also just, I think, a, a fear of, of captivity, particularly for someone like Red who kind of lives by her own rules and, and kind of runs her own her own shit. Um, so it's with a sense of apprehension uh, that uh, the two of you approach um, the Helmfirth police station. Um, Devin has remained behind to um, fix up the shop, as you know. Uh, you haven't seen Richter. It's only, it hasn't been long. It's been maybe half an hour since he was taken into custody for the murder of several respectable businessmen um, in his establishment. Um, and the two of you are starting to walk up to the police station. It is a classic old-timey police station, um, sort of a large, boring building um, that is still very um, taciturn, uh, for lack of a better term. Um, what are you two discussing as you walk up to the doors? Well, I have left my guns back at the shop, number one. Uh, I've also taken my hair out and let it just kind of fall down my back. It's normally in a long braid. Uh, so my, my intention is to appear a lot more like damsel, damsel in distress at the capture of her friend, uh, and a lot less intimidating, I think. Hmm. So, she, yeah. Um, I think, I think it's just game plan, cause, ugh, this is the exact situation that she wanted to avoid coming here. Um, so Addie... Yeah. Do you know who we're gonna go talk to? Uh, Grandpa Richard. Hmm. The, the thing is, we're gonna have. No, I highly doubt they're gonna let us talk to him unless we give them a good reason to. What if we say that you're his lawyer? Then they have to. I was thinking more that we were innocent bystanders who witnessed the fight that occurred. Okay. And that it was all very scary for us, and we watched him heroically take down these men who were trying to break into his shop and kill him for what seemed like no reason. Okay. So I'm just saying, that's the story I'm gonna go with. Uh, because we don't, we can't go in there guns blazing like we normally do. That's not gonna work. They'll outnumber us. And, uh,. Being his lawyer will only go so far. There doesn't seem to be a lot of evidence. Okay. So... So what do I do? You're just gonna have to back me up. <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to back me up when I say things. 
So I, I stand behind you. And just, just nod and, and smile. Okay. I can do that. I know you can. Have you guys had to pull a con like this or, or similar to this before, do you think? Um, like probably. Probably gotten ourselves into to gunfights before and like gotten like colleagues or various people within my old gang out of jail. Uh, along the same lines, yeah, I would think so. All right, um, Addy, what's been your experience of these sorts of of negotiations I think he just sort of does what he's told but he's never really had to do the negotiating part like they've never really been separated like you don't send Addy somewhere with a story to tell like it doesn't <laughs> happen he's someone who does well when supervised and he does not improvise he does what he's told so do you uh, think in previous situations there may have been someone else in the uh, in the crew whose job was to kind of handle this and you were more the I'll wait outside in the car and be ready to haul ass in case this goes bad? Like, probably. This your first, so this is like your first time? Yeah, I don't think he'd ever have gone in for like, let's run a con. We're going to bring the smartest guy on the team, the giant <laughs> inconspicuous spooky moron. Yeah, all right, cool. Um... So straightening your tuxedo slightly, um, as you've seen fancy people do in fancy places, um, in case there's a birthday inside the jail, um, the uh, the two of you uh, approach. Um, you can see uh, tied up outside there is a uh, just a a proper mangy mutt, just a uh, classic like almost cartoonishly adorable uh, mix of dogs um, who just seems to be kind of like. Laying there, you can see he's got a little police badge uh, pinned to his collar, uh, and uh, as you approach, uh, he kind of gets up and 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 gives you two kind of very uh, lazy old dog barks. So kind of like a oh, oh, uh, um, and then uh, just starts wagging his tail. He's clearly the worst guard dog in the world. Can I go um, pet the police poog? You, if he'll let you, yes. Excuse me, Mr. Pig. I would like to pet you. Is this acceptable? Uh, I wanted to look up if there was handle animal. I don't think there is in this game. Um, <laughs> That's Officer Pig. <laughs> FBI. Um, yeah, so, um, uh, Addy, I think you, you approach, uh, the dog kind of looks you up and down, uh, and then just kind of slumps up against your leg. Oh, I'm patting the hell out of that dog. This is dope. <laughs> yeah, um, you're my new favorite police officer. I'm, I was supposed to know that you're all weird. What do you call him again? Red? The spooks? Yeah, you weird spooky poog. Uh, and then I pet him on the side. I'm like, you're not a ghost. You're a good poog. Uh, yeah, you get the sense that this poog is, in fact, a dog and not, not a ghost, which is nice. That's a nice surprise <laughs> based on your previous uh, luck. I'll with. see if I can buy you. I think Sprinkles is like a print. We're not gonna buy the poog, honey. Why I'm not? sorry. I'm he seems sorry. to like me. He belongs to the coppers. Yeah, but that's why you buy things, and then they belong to you. Like when we went to that store, and the guy had bread, and then you said you can't just take it, you have to pay him for the bread, and then it was my bread. Would you like Sound to stay logic. outside with the dog <laughs> while I go in? 
I thought you needed me to smile and nod. And then he gives you like a like a grin that is so wide it clearly hurts on his face, and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) "There's a brief second where like there's an expression that flits across Red's face. It's just like this was a mistake." But uh, she says, well, no, I mean, you have, you can make your own decisions. Uh, I could use you in there, but if you're happier out here, I'm sure that I can run this particular endeavor. No, I gotta protect you because you're the boss. I'll see you in a bit, Senor Poog. Uh, And then I pet the dog and then I'm ready to go in with you. Senor Poog? (laughs) He's a police officer. (laughs) Excuse me, you're and right. Also, <laughs> I was out of line. Spanish. <laughs> uh, all right, so you're le- leaving Senor Pug to his uh, to his beat. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the two of you enter the police station. Um, so uh, you can tell it's a it's a bustling place. Um, uh, you know, classic kind of bullpen situation. Uh, you can actually see Richter being led into um, a room, kind of uh, at the back. Um, just kind of a, an interrogation room. He's clearly like just kind of come from fingerprinting and is is being uh, escorted in into a back room. Um, you approach the desk and there is a um, uh, just kind of a um, a, a nervous looking uh, young cop uh, at the front desk um, who is whittling. He's working on a just a, a piece of wood, um, and you can tell he's uh, he's real stressed about it. You think he's trying to make a duck? It's not very good. Okay, she's gonna kind. Of, Red's gonna kind of lean both her elbows on uh, on the police desk and just kind of kind of look over and kind of let her hair just drip over the uh, <laughs> drip over the counter. He goes, "Oh no, my light!" Um, and uh, he he scores the blade across the the back of the duck and uh, cleaves off its head, and he's like, "Ah." Fiddlesticks, and he tosses it in the basket next to him. That's just full of of badly carved, decapitated ducks. Yeah, like just all manner of bad, basically just <laughs> failed wood. Um, and uh, then Adrian he, just starts nodding and smiling, like he's <laughs> he's getting into his, his role. He's yeah. excited. Um, then he notices the hair, and it's a classic like. Uh, in uh, a movie, this would be like the camera going up the leg and up the outfit, but in this case, it's just up the hair. Um, and he's like, whoa, uh, oh, uh, pardon me, ma'am. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to alarm you with my carvery. Uh, oh, jeez. I'm, I'm I was, real sorry. I was just going to say, why are you working here with skills like that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what my dad always asks me. He wanted me to take up the family trade of wood carving, but instead I was the disappointment who became a police officer. I just care ah. about justice more than ducks, but I still want to, you know, keep keep the skills up, keep the family trade alive. You want to just keep swimming. I do just want to keep swimming. Just- I think that is a noble endeavor. Oh, well, well thank you, ma'am. Uh, it's very kind of you to say so. Uh... Welcome to the police station. <laughs> How may I assist you? I just... I've witnessed a horrible miscarriage of justice, and I was hoping that you might help me. Wait, me specifically? And he, like, looks left and looks right and, like, straightens his jacket and, like... like well, am I talking to anyone else? I mean, I hope not. I would very much like to solve a crime for you today, ma'am. What is the nature well, of your justice emergency? 
Well, I'm, I'm hoping you can help me. I, I believe that uh, uh, a few of your esteemed colleagues have made a little bit of a boo-boo. Just a little bit of a, an error in judgment and uh, arrested a friend of mine. Wait, you're uh, friends with a no-good, downright crook? And oh, over, her, know, oh, over her shoulder, Aiden's just <laughs> nodding and smiling. <laughs> no, he's not a crook at all. That's that's the point. That's why I'm here. They have arrested him, and he's innocent. Um, he looks over at Adrian, and he he kind of like nods along with you, and then like winks. Uh, he's like, "Oh, it, an innocent man. Okay, well that is bad." Surely, uh, you know, an entire station full of police could make such an easy mistake. And then he looks at, at Adrian, and it, he kind of assumes that Adrian's in his corner on this. So he's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, Adrian uh, starts nodding more emphatically. Like, yeah. he thinks he's doing a great job. Great. Um, <laughs> so uh, he says, well, um, ma'am, if you would like to, to uh, uh, make such a claim, I'm afraid you have to do it with the law's greatest weapon, paperwork. Uh, and he starts pulling out forms, and he's like, uh, you'll have to fill out this one twice and this one once, and then we will get back to you in three to six business days. Oh, I'm afraid I'm a busy woman, and I don't have time for that. You know what? I just saw them leading him into that room right over there. Now, I have to ask you, does he have a lawyer present? A, a lawman? No, we don't have any of those around here, just lawmen. <laughs> One's a police officer and one defends the law. Listen, I am but a humble woodcarver who works here at this police depot. I'm just hoping perhaps you could, uh, if you couldn't get me in the room, you could get me an audience with the police officers who arrested him. Well, ma'am, are you are you a lawyer or are you a friend of, of the accused? Because it seems as though being both would be a, a conflict of interests. And then he, he looks at Adrian, kind of Adrian. like for backup. Nods and smiles. And he, like, he has not. He has not stopped nodding. But I imagine this is that scenario where the officer has not caught this yet, so he's looking for confirmation. He gets and then assumes Adrian is still normal. Like in my uh, head, Red is like leaning down over the table, so he just keeps kind of leaning around, <laughs> and he sees Adrian nodding. He's like, "Oh, good. He's giving me a signal." And then he goes back. So when he's back, just talking to Red, he actually can't see you. Yeah, and Adrian's yeah. doing the same thing the whole time. So. Oh my God. Uh, uh, no, I was just going to say, well, I'm, I'm a friend, but I also was a witness to the crime that he's been accused of. And I have some uh, corroborating evidence that the police might be interested in. Evidence? That is something we care deeply about here at the police depot. Um, okay, I, I don't really know. Um, Red, can you go ahead and roll me a, a charm check, please? I can. Burp, 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 burp. Charm, that is an extreme success. Nice, nice, nice. I mean, mm -hmm. without corroboration, what are we? Animals. <laughs> um, he says, all right, um, well, uh, you'll have to talk uh, to, uh, to Sheriff Bart. He'll, he'll help you out. He's the, the one in charge of the investigation. Um, right this way. Uh, and he gets up and just like wood shavings just fall out of his lap. And um, he looks really embarrassed. And then he, he kind of, like, nervously looks up to Adrian, hoping to get, like, some confirmation that he still is cool and, and they're pals. Yeah, and it's it's just that Jack Nicholson, like, nodding and smiling <laughs> gif. It's just a zoom in on Adrian. Mm -hmm. And he's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wear these proudly. And he just starts, like, marching proudly as wood shavings kind of fall fall in a weird uh, shower from his pants. Um, and yeah, he, he kind of leads you back through uh, the station. You can see Richter um, uh, inside. Uh, Richter, um, you... What do you think Richter's kind of experience of being booked is? Um... I think he's... I don't think he's protesting too much. Because I think he knows that there's only so much that can be done at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really going to be up to Red and uh, Adrian to help him out here. So I think he just kind of goes along with it. I think the process to him is all kind of silly, getting fingerprinted and things like that. Uh, You know, maybe a couple of snide remarks like, you know, uh, what is this? We're doing some finger painting now? Yeah, some arts and crafts? This is childish. You're being childish. Uh, no, sir, this is a, a necessary function of the law. To arrest uh, the wrong person, I see. That's very good. That's very heartening to know that this is a necessary part of the law. <laughs> yeah, well, wouldn't expect uh, someone from where you're from to understand. This is American justice. And where am I from? You seem like a smart chap. Can you tell me where I'm from? He looks left, looks right, leans in, and he's like, Germany. And, and he, he looks real smug. And Richter will, like, come up and, like, give him a playful, like, slap on the cheek, just very lightly, like, you got me, you got me. And I'll just leave blackened streaks on the guy's face. <laughs> um, <laughs> sheriff's like, uh, completely unaware of the, the black streaks, he's like, you lay hands on me again there, son. There's going to be some trouble. I don't know how they spell trouble in Germany, but it'll be bad. Bad for you. It's it, it, If it's the English word trouble, it spells the same. If you, if you literally want to spell trouble, it spells the same everywhere. Well, there you go. We all learned something. Now get in there! And he shoves you into the interrogation room. <laughs> um, you notice, uh, kind of to your your delight, that none of the other officers are informing him about the sponges. <laughs> uh, you can also tell that uh, this guy's clearly a blowhard, and they're all a little embarrassed, but you know. Okay. Chain of command. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Red and Adrian, you approach. Um, you can see uh, Sheriff Bart is inside uh, interrogating Richter. Um, Richter looks about as nonplussed as um, the Heath Ledger Joker. Uh, just kind of like smugly sitting there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, and uh, yeah, um, there's uh, kind of two sergeants who are who are observing um, outside and just kind of keeping an eye on things. And they seem to be kind of tidying up the paperwork um, that's been done. And so the um, the desk sergeant is like, um, hey, 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 there, fellow crime solvers. Um, listen, I've got an, uh, a witness here um, who, who's got some corroborating evidence that I think sounds very convincing. And they're like, Josh, were you carving at the desk again? And he looks down at his pants and he's like, yes? They're like, you're a fucking idiot. Get out of here. <laughs> he's like, ma'am? Sir? And he kind of like with his, with like uh, a look of despair looks to you, Adrian, in the hopes that you will shake your head no to confirm he's not a fucking idiot. Enthusiastic nodding. Just <laughs> nodding and smiling. He's doing great. I'm doing great. And 
somehow Adrian looks really smug because he feels like he's nailing it. So it's like more insulting than it would have been earlier. And uh, Josh just looks at you and he's like, you lost another friend today, Joshy. It's another thing the wood carving trade has cost you. (laughs) And then he looks down at the wedding ring on his hand. It's made of wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, sadly returns to his desk. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, Tom McGee here, your friendly neighborhood DM, and I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows. I hope you're having a great time. Obviously we are. I'm probably really stressed because they're they're probably doing something horrible to me right now, but uh, I hope you're enjoying it, and uh, we're enjoying you being here. And listen, if you want to get a little bit more involved uh, in our show and with the various things we do, you can check out patreon.com slash dice where you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us in our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us. And I will see you out there in the dumbverse. Um, all right. So um, Red and Adrian, uh, you're through the door. You're, you can see the interrogation is occurring. Um, what do you think? So he's obviously a sweet simpleton. Um, what do you think your tactic is with these guys? Who kind of turn to you and they're like, okay, so sorry about him. He's a dunce, but, you know, we hired him, so I guess fuck us. Uh, what uh, what evidence do you have? Um, did you, uh, were you witnesses to the crimes? Did you see his murders? Adrian's just nodding. <laughs> okay, thank you, sir. Normally people give us some cock and bull story about being friends or lawyers. I'm really glad you're just cutting to the quick here. That's great. Okay, we so did you see him shoot these gangsters? And they look directly at Adrian. <laughs> Adrian nods and smiles. No, we did. Uh, Addie, <laughs> Addie, yeah. honey, perhaps you know what? Let me let me do the nod and smiling for now, huh? This you know do the talking. Uh, no, I do the talking as well. So uh, she's just gonna quickly turn around and just be like, "We were witnesses to this event, and I'd love to tell you what we saw. I just want to make sure that our friend is okay." And he's being treated fairly and being heard. Um, 
we smash cut to inside the interrogation room. Uh, Sheriff Bart is is going on about um, <clears throat> all of the evidence they have against you, which Richter, like, it sounds like bullshit, but this guy seems utterly convinced it's true. It's, you know, like, you know, clearly there were dead men in your, your store, and, you know, men don't just bust into a store for no reason. We saw dead people outside. Somehow you blew up some cars with some of your spooky, weird science. Uh, and, you know, we... We don't want folks like you here. It seems to me like you wouldn't want folks that break into shops, shoot out windows with machine guns, that sort of thing. Um, And you had a few of those in your town um, as recently as last night, and now they aren't here anymore. You could could say, you owe me. Listen, I don't know where you're getting all this nonsense about machine guns. The only gun we found in there was a shotgun that had been fired several times. Yeah, the shotgun is likely mine. Uh, so you admit it? The shotgun? The shotgun is absolutely mine, yeah. Um, and did you use it to shoot a man who was in your store? I don't think I did. I believe my friend did that. <laughs> Who's your friend? Um... Is there a window where he can see me through the door? Oh, there yeah, is. Okay. Wonderful. So then I'll, I'll point to him. <laughs> and Sheriff oh, Bart no. just stands up and he's like, my God, he's huge. Um, and he, he starts rushing towards the door. So, um, yeah, uh, Red, you've just finished saying, like, we want to make sure he's being heard. And then you just see Richter pointing at Adrian. <laughs> right. um, uh, right. And the doors um, burst open and Sheriff Bart's like, you too. Arrest the jolly giant over here. He's an accomplice. No, uh, she told me I was a witness. Listen, son, uh, did you shoot somebody? He saved my life, Sheriff. From a bunch of unarmed, legitimate businessmen? Nine, no, nine, 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 nine. He saved both of our lives. He's a hero. Bullshit. If you'd let me the tell you. The only hero I know is Jesus Christ, our Savior. Now get in the interrogation room, all three of you. You're all under arrest. Happy to. I've got one of Jesus's rings. Uh, <laughs> and then I just go He's into like, this cell. Good for you, son. You're a criminal, but you're on the right path. All right. Um, so, balls. Uh, Red, this did not go the way you had hoped. Uh, it didn't, but she's going to make it work. Um, okay, so you sit down. Um, and, uh, Red, what do you think your strategy is going to be? Without actually doing it, what do you think your strategy is going to be? I think my strategy is to revise my plan and say that I was a nice, uh, nice girl who was uh, enjoying a nice uh, trip to an occult shop, and uh, (laughs) as you do, you you know, I'm interested in curiosities and oddities, and uh, it just happened to be broken into by men, and I heard the name Al Capone thrown around, and how terrifying is that? And this man just happened to uh, pick up a shotgun that was underneath the desk and save all of us at his own peril. Uh, so Sheriff Bart is just like staring wide-eyed and just be like, ma'am, you gotta understand how ridiculous that sounds. Why is it any more... Why was it any more ridiculous than men attempting to enter an occult shop at night after the shop is closed? 
I mean, what about look, that makes sense to people you? People shop at different hours, ma'am. It's a thing that happens. You just got to let it go. They were there to buy some occult stuff. You claim to have been just on a nice day trip to the occult shop at night yourself. So that makes you just as suspicious. Um, and as you feel this start to fall apart around you, um, there's a knock on uh, the interrogation door. Um, and the door swings open and uh, there is a blonde man um, in an immaculate suit uh, who just smiles at everyone uh, and almost seems to click his heels a little bit, um, standing sort of uh, completely rigid. And he says, um, ah, Sheriff Bart, I, I see we have a, a bit of a problem um, and I have come to clear it up. And Sheriff says, oh, uh, uh, was it, it was... Herr Reinheimer, right? That's what you taught me last time. He's like, uh, yes, sir. Uh, that, that is how we say it in Germany. He says, ah, Germany. Yeah, you see, I learned it, I learned it from him. Hey, this is one of your countrymen, but this guy's a real prick. And Reinheimer's like, uh, there seems to have been quite a misunderstanding here that perhaps we can clear up for you. Um, if you could just see, be so kind as to let these uh, fine people go, I would be happy to explain it all. And, um... Bart uh, just kind of like uh, takes a deep breath and he's like, well, uh, all right, if you say so. <laughs> um, and uh, the three of you are uh, led out. And as Richter, as you pass by Bart, uh, he actually pats you on the shoulder and says, uh, no hard feelings there, fella. Sorry, I didn't realize you were a, a friend of Mr. Reinheimer's. What was it about the way he said the exact same things <laughs> that I did that worked on you? Um, he, uh, he just smiles and says, uh, that's for me to know and for you to shut the fuck up. Uh, and they slams the door behind you and you can see like he's, he's patting Reinheimer on the back, uh, and they seem to be talking rather jovially. Um, so the three of you are led, uh, out, um, and, uh, the, the sergeants are very apologetic and they're like, uh, we're, uh, we're terribly sorry. Um, you can tell they're a bit confused though. Like there's something off about this for them. Um, and they're like, uh, we, uh, this doesn't normally happen. We pride ourselves in this kind of nonsense not happening. Uh, so, uh, I do apologize. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, difficult times and everything. Um, so I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, and, uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, telling, um, Mr. Reinheimer that we were, uh, we were, we were good to you on the way out. That would, uh, we'd really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's very good. And what will I tell the newspapers? Um, and they both just turned it like, oh, jeez, <laughs> like, oh, you, yeah, you, you did talk to the newspapers, do you? I happen to know a very good writer there. Well, uh, is there anything we could do to smooth this over for you? Well, I, I would love to know about this Reinheimer man. Uh, I'm afraid uh, that's that's beyond my pay grade. He he talks to the chief. He doesn't talk to us. Well, it seems like Reinheimer has uh, a, a strong relationship with the law here. And I think it is only fair that perhaps we develop a relationship like that as well. Uh, you got that much cash? And then one guy, like, elbows the other guy, who's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, oh, I got cash. Uh, and Adrian will give each <laughs> oh, of them $5. Just, no, just no, $5 no, and $5 and $5. Uh, actually... Uh, I was I was wondering, the man who uh, falsely accused Mr. Richter here, who who were they? 
Oh, um, there were uh, some uh, legitimate businessmen that uh, the sheriff knows. Legitimate businessmen? Did they give the names? Uh, again, ma'am, I can't give out that sort of information. All right. We're a police I'm station, not a, a leaky sieve of information and secrets. I'm sure we'll find out one way or another. I bet you will. Ma'am, sir, larger sir. Uh, then they uh, go back in, and um, Josh, who has started uh, carving a new thing from, like, and rather, you also realize the wood he started with was not, like, small. It was very large, and he's just that bad. Um, and he goes, oh, um, did, did, uh, I see you got your friend. Looks like uh, quite a successful adventure. And uh, Red's very deep in thought, but she snaps out of it and just says, oh, yes. Quite an adventure indeed. Oh, I see you've started it on a new creation. How lovely. You have it's yourself a, a great name now. My goodness, I am overwhelmed with surprise. Um, and uh, with that, uh, the three of you exit the police station. Um, as you go to leave, you can see Reinheimer just kind of like lock eyes with um, Richter. And he kind of gives you like a, a, a nod to just outside the station. Um, so the three of you kind of make your way. Um, there's sort of a parquet um, nearby. So the three of you kind of wait there. And sure oh, enough. Tom, I was going to say on the way past, I would like to unhook the police poog, um, <laughs> senior, who in Adrian's mind, he purchased by giving those police officers money. Uh, and I will carry it just under one oh, arm with us no. to the parquet. Great. Red, you just gonna let this happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's he's not. I mean, she's not gonna let him take it out of the park. But like, it's this is a battle that she doesn't want to fight right now. <laughs> the war for Senor Poog. Um, yeah. You bought a dog. You bought a dog before releasing me. <laughs> <laughs> no, technically, I bought it after. When does this happen? Well, I gave him that money. Oh. oh. So I could buy a poog. I didn't buy a dog. Dogs are stupid. Addie. <laughs> Flying around pooping everywhere. Dogs are awful. To Addie, honey, you're gonna you enjoy the dog while we're in the park, but you're gonna have to put that dog back. I don't like dogs. Uh, and then he looks at a tree at a bird and he yells, I hate you, dog. <laughs> uh, and the, okay. the, the pigeon's like, Ooh, and flies away. <laughs> you're gonna have to put the poog back, honey. That's not true. I bought it, and his name you is did Ice not Cream. Buy it. His name what is you... Ice Cream. I bought him. Ice Cream goes well with sprinkles. Okay. Okay, you know what? We'll talk about this. We'll talk about this before we leave the park so you can calm down. <laughs> so you the put car the dog down and now? the poog are both ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> Great. This is going to be. I may have forgot the name of the car. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Honestly, I also don't know that that car exists anymore. Oh, no, we left the car at, like, the haunted house a bazillion years ago. Because he takes whatever car is around. That's true. Okay, yeah. great. So, there's only one ice cream. He's a Now, poog. it's a poog. He's a sweet poog. 10 out of 10 would pet again. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, you, you play with the poog in the park for a little bit. And then, um, uh, Reinheimer comes around the corner. Uh, very, very... Uh, cat who ate the canary satisfied with himself um, and you can see he's carrying a, a briefcase um, and he approaches and uh, in German uh, he says to Richter he's like ah dear Sir Richter I, I 
truly apologize for that misunderstanding. I, I hope my intervention was not too forward and that I didn't um, uh, interfere with anything you may have been doing, but I assumed that being arrested uh, and going to jail was not uh, part of the business you'd mentioned needing to wrap up before you came with me back to the fatherland. Is that correct? Uh, and in German, Richter will respond, um, oh, uh, please, your, uh, your intervention was greatly appreciated. However, um, you're right, that is not the business that I need to conclude. That business is still ongoing. And um, he, he, he kind of like smiles and tilts his head and says, uh, would that business happen to have anything to do with the gentleman who shot at you last night? I hope, again, that if, if that is the business you refer to, that my intervention there was also not too forward. At this Victor point, looks at Red's, Red. <laughs> Red's going to kind of put up her hand and say, I realize that I am only a woman, but I would appreciate you speaking my language, sir. Uh, and Adrian looks at her and goes, don't worry, I got this. Uh, and then he leans forward and goes, <laughs> because uh, he's not aware there are languages other than English. He thinks they are just making noises at each other. Uh, oh and Reinheimer just kind of claps his hands together. He says, ah, yes, uh, the famous American comedy. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Uh, do you do impressions as well? Uh, Red... Um Herr Reinheimer here uh, has just revealed to me that he was the one who came to our aid the other night. And he, like, gives you, like, a meaningful look. Uh, and he, he looks at us, Ah, Fraulein, I did not understand that you were the one doing the shooting. Mm-hmm. Ah. Not many people assume that. Uh, well, and he, uh, he does that, like, gross... Nazi thing where he like grabs your hand and kisses it in like a remarkably elegant way that is just like gross and dirty because he's Nazi scum. Says, uh, "It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I apologize. Uh, the um, <clears throat> English is not, uh, as you can tell, uh, my first language. Uh, so I, I slip. Uh, it is so nice to speak uh, German uh, when I can, but I apologize. I did not mean to be rude. That's fine. You did just rescue us from jail." Uh, I must ask you why. Um, and he says, ah, uh, I am waiting on Herr uh, Richter here to uh, complete some business so that he may come with me back to the fatherland. We have business oh. there to attend to. Do you? And she gives Richter a look. My sister Ingrid is, is there. She apparently requires my presence. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Hmm. I didn't that, know that. The nation requires your presence. It is I didn't know that Krampus could have sisters. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we touched on this a little bit before. I, I, it is possible for me to have a sister, Addy. Um, Reinheimer, could you um, explain to me exactly how it was that you helped us the other night? Um, There's some confusion about what happened to those men. He, uh, he smiles um, and says, Well, um, I noticed that uh, the mob, as I yeah. believe you call them, um, the mob was shooting uh, at uh, your store. Now, um, you will excuse me, uh, Herr Richter, I have been keeping an eye on it uh, in the off chance that uh, such a thing might happen. And uh, given that uh, these men decided to shoot, I decided to return fire. 
Uh, and how and, exactly did you do that? Um, and he, he like holds one finger up um, in kind of a delighted way uh, and uh, says, uh, uh, Fraulein, uh, this is actually for you uh, and uh, for Herr Richter and I suppose for your other friend as well. Um, there are weapons that are slightly more advanced than what you've been using. So when I saw the machine guns fire, uh, I thought perhaps they should uh, taste the, the, the power of, uh, of uh, the Fourth Reich. Uh, and he opens um, the briefcase to reveal what, uh, in modern terms, you would call a ray gun. It is a full-on 1950s, like, tube with, like, um, a Tesla coil on the end. Uh, it's clearly a pistol, um, but uh, it, is, it is some weird-looking shit. Um, and you can see um, an unfamiliar symbol uh, has been sort of stamped on the, the side of it. Oh, no. uh, it's some kind of uh, eagle holding a, a small sort of pointed, um, uh, sort of like series a of lines intersecting. Mill thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a, like a, a nice Buddhist symbol of peace that's been subverted mm -hmm. by assholes or something. Wait, is there, is there an eyeball on that thing? Uh, I'm just like trying to like reach over. Uh, uh, please, please, please be, be, be very careful with uh, with the weapon. Um, but yes, I, Herr Richter, uh, if anything were to happen to you, Ingrid would be uh, most upset. And uh, well, um, and you see for the first time his composure slips a little bit. And he's like, mm -hmm. ah, and uh, you know, uh, very big things that uh, we have planned and that must come to fruition might not which would be uh, most, most unfortunate um, for, for, for great many people. Is, I'll gesture to the, the ray gun and say, uh, is this the result of some of Ingrid's research and work? In a, a manner of speaking, yes. That makes Richter, like, sick to his stomach. <laughs> It should. <laughs> uh, yeah, he kind of like reels from that. Just, that uh, is not. But uh, Herr Richter, there is no reason to to be concerned. This, uh, she will not make this for some time. I, I do not understand. He like holds I... a hand up to his mouth in like, oh, <laughs> my mistake. I I, I misspoke. As I said, uh, English is is not. Uh, my, my strong suit. Um, in any case, I have matters I must see to. I'm very glad you're not in jail. And uh, please use this to... Uh, it. I will warn you, it is somewhat temperamental in this climate. It is not meant for... now. Uh, but <laughs> I thought perhaps it would be of great use to you. So, um, use it in good health. And uh, please do finish your business quickly. Yeah, I uh, will endeavor to do so. Excellent. Thank you so much for the rescue. Uh, you are most welcome, Fraulein. Uh, and then he reaches across his body, uh, taps his hand to his shoulder, uh, and extends his arm uh, and says, Heil Hitler. And he just winks at you. Um, and it's Jesus. clearly like almost a joke to him for some reason. Uh, like it's an inside joke just for him. Uh, and then he turns on his, his foot and, and walks away. Wait. Was that the Reinheimer guy we were looking for? Yeah, he seems to be keeping track of us and doing quite a good job. Um, as he reaches the edge of the street, um, he shimmers for a moment and disappears. Uh, <laughs> I'll I run over to where, head. like, I, I will run over to where he disappeared. 
I have had um, enough of this. You book it over, um, and um, you kind of like reach out, and there's, there's nothing there, but you can hear um, the kind of um, very distinctive click of heels walking away from you, and you think you can barely make out someone uh, humming a song you remember from your home. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, and all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you the fable and folly network where fiction producers flourish look to the sea wayland's assembled a team they're inside already this was a risky gamble there will be consequences for the both of you mm, don't threaten me with a good time You said this would be a quick in and out job! Did, did, did I say that? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm drawing a blank here, Johnny. Peace of mind. Is that what you call it? You think that what you've given me is peace of mind? I knew you'd come out on the other side. That's just you, right? You never give up. Unless you're giving up on me. It's always raining in Neo-Atlantis. It can't rain all the time. That'll be enough, Mr. Indri. Enough conversation. You have a job to do. Finish it. Kill them. Return Alex Webb to us. The sentiment will surely get me killed in the process, but I mean... None of us get out of this life alive. Am I right? Cybernautica Breakwall, Cybernautica Undertow. A production of Red Fathom Entertainment. Presented by the Fable and Folly Network. 
Listen to both complete series now. Welcome to Neo Atlantis.